0: back to inside the huddle sponsored by advanced medical imaging here is your host jay foreman
1: we're back inside the huddle jay foreman brought to you by advanced medical imaging 7601 pioneers boulevard all your uh, medical needs from uh, concussions. Uh, they uh, do a lot of stuff with uh, cancer, and they obviously do stuff, a lot of stuff with broken bones and stuff like that, and give you a good plan. So speaking of plans, Harrison, just the lead-in. I didn't even try to do that on purpose, but the uh, plan of, uh, you know, look, this first, you know, the season, that, like I said, before we went to break, I thought it was a lot of positives. Um, obviously, the negatives are known, obviously, which is the turnovers, and that's got to be, I always say like this: all turnovers are not created equal, right? You know, I don't, you know, um, ball security, you know, or something like that. That's you know something that you got to work on and harp on and 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 you know obviously rep. And that's a coach and a player thing, you know. When you have a turnover when you're like running and somebody drops the ball, I don't really I just. I, I mean, I guess. Someone greased the ball on that play
2: because it went through Trevor Purdy's hands yeah. with no contact. One, two, three Iowa players yeah. all had their hands on it. Yeah. Slipped through, and all I think
1: them. a little bit it has to do with elements, but those are things that mentally you have to be aware of, right? And if you haven't carried the ball a lot in a live game, then you might be more apt to do that. And they knew that they Iowa. The very first play of the game went after it for against Malachi. Mm-hmm. That's just who they are. That's what you do. But the the ones that you can control, you definitely got to make sure you you knock those out and then the ones of whether it's the last interception or the the interception to start the season off right before half or staring down those are the things that you got to get better at um, to give yourself you know a better chance to, of winning because you know as good as the defense was there's no telling what you know what's gonna that you can have the same guys back even though you have some seniors mm-hmm. and play next year circumstances will be different so you don't necessarily know if you're gonna be putting up the, and have the same type of production now, I will say this. I'd like to think another year, even though with the departures, the defense can meet the same standard and then some because you'll know more. You'll kind of play faster. It's kind of like coming in as a producer. The first year or first month versus second month, you're like, oh, I got this pretty a lot easier. And so I think if you can eliminate the turnovers, it'll give you a better third down percentage. And mm-hmm. then if you can you know, continue to add and get better across the offensive line, and then, obviously, you know, create a, you know more competition and in, in, at the receiver, whether it's through additions to the transfer portal or in freshman class and stuff like that. You only can get better, and it'll add depth. So, if if, if depth if depth wasn't on your priority list, fans out there definitely it was put to the test this year, right? And you saw that. And so, um, you know, I think it's you have to do a lot of self scouting, right? Um, and that's individually and collectively, and that's you know from coaches, to players, and how you run the whole deal, which they do anyways, and then just have a clear and uh, precise plan of what you're gonna do moving forward, and where, and and who you're gonna attack as far as trying to get get them to come to Nebraska, and then go from there. Uh, you know, probably, a doubt. I mean, I'm not a. I think in Colorado's case, you have to blow that whole thing up, right? because they they had one of the worst rosters in the
2: Well, especially when you're vocal about blowing it up yeah, but yeah. they're not going to be like hey i was just kidding like,
1: you're, no, you're pretty much there but i think you knew that coming in exactly i think yeah. i think i think you he, were and and i think you were told that
2: he did there's videos of him literally telling him like no but you're- i'm
1: saying the previous coach they talk
2: okay i see what you're saying and huh? so
1: they kind of give you or you know they'll probably tell you like alright dude this you know we're garbage you need to go and blow this whole thing up because you're talking to some of the same administrators, athletic directors, stuff like that. Here, I think you could you had you know better, you know holdovers. But you still got to add some. So, and you created a culture within this team. You know what I mean to buy in and all this other stuff. So whoever you add needs to kind of adapt to our culture versus having to start it over. You know what I mean? Um, and I think again, I keep saying this when Mickey took over, and those guys, you know, I think they created somewhat of a good. St- you know i call it mr t starter starter kit mm-hmm. for a culture you know what i'm saying you saw the difference in the play you saw the players gravitate towards mickey in the same type of like matt role where they were mickey was there he was holding you accountable but he's there for you you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i think that you're on a little bit better you're solid ground starting off which is great right so it should help you uh move along a little bit faster and so
2: well, do you want to get to the text on real quick here? We've got a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, let me hear the text this one, This one, I want to see your response. From Gorilla right. Bear. Who, North- Who is Gorilla, Gorilla Bear. Where are they from? I have no idea. Oh. This guy, Gorilla Bear. you can, uh, From the U.S. is all I know. But uh, you can always shout out where you're from. But Northwestern made a bowl game and was one of the worst situations in college football. Nebraska needs to blow the whole thing up. You want to put some water on that?
1: <laughs> uh, I mean it's not comparable. Cause I'm nowhere near. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not I, don't th- I don't see that. Yeah. I don't see that. You, I mean, I can see where your point is, but I always, I always tell people, be careful of, I guess the grass is greener or looking at what other people do. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem with a lot of people, with a lot of humans, right? You're worried about what everybody else is doing, but you're not handling your business. Yes, Northwestern had a really, not a really, they, had they won a great, one game last year and they, they had got a great, seven this they, year. They had a great season. Um, this year considering the situations not to downplay it but the best thing for them that their coach got suspended before the season so the new coach was able to adapt himself to the situation and they had worked really hard on adding players and in bouncing back to what northwestern usually is that's the six seven eight nine ten win season now i will tell you they exceeded expectations and they and they found an identity and rhythm and then their defense really stepped up this year mm-hmm. um so I'd like to think Northwestern would have been the same way with even Pat Fitzgerald. And but offensively, it, too. I was, offensive. su- I was
2: surprised by them being able to put the work in on Wisconsin. We saw right. how hard it was for us to score right. against them. We got too early, caught them off guard. But then after that, we we're struggling. Northwestern was consistently, consistently they, driving the ball they, down they the field were, on them.
1: They were doing work on Wisconsin. Yeah,
2: it, it was a, an impressive run. And uh, I will recommend check out Fitness Finax because we actually had a former player there. And he was part of that 91 season. Uh, and he's part of the longest Northwestern losing streak in yeah. a, just a crazy era. So, And he talks about a lot. It's kind of interesting to hear him, his take on a crazy season. But one more here from the text line. Again, you guys can always join. 402-464-5685. Do we have a legit right to ask it, uh, why Purdy wasn't starting sooner?
1: Uh, well, I think he was. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Texter, and you, Harrison, but from my recollection, I think in the spring he was banged up, mm-hmm. I think, right? Because yep. I think he didn't start taking – like reps until like last week, right? Yeah, he he was beat up. Right, in the spring. Mhm. So, you're behind the double eight ball there because it's a new staff, a new offense, and you haven't been able to perform. And even if you're in winter conditioning, if you're hurt, you're not being able you're not able to kind of do anything. You're kind of just rehabbing the whole time. And then I think he again, I'm, I I think he got hurt or banged up either during 2 days or training camp or early in the season.
2: Yeah, I th- I don't I think, know if he ever got clarity on that, but right. it was definitely early on in the season he I did think, re-injure. And
1: I think Matt Rule said something that he w- was trying to get trouble ready, but he still was hurt. Mm-hmm. And that was not too far ago. So I think he finally got healthy. Then obviously circumstances of Heinrich getting hurt, and obviously Jeff Sims was already hurt, and he got his opportunity. I think that's what it. I don't think it was he was playing this well or playing this good for him or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and then he was just sitting there just you know eating popcorn on the sidelines and not getting a chance to play I think circumstances for him that he was always kind of banged up not fully injured where you're out but significant enough where you couldn't perform up to either his standard or just being out out there to practice on a consistent basis yeah that's what I remember
2: that's Gary. that's how I remember it too because he, he if he was healthy enough he definitely got a shot.
1: Between Heinrich
2: Harberger and him, when Sims got hurt, right. like it was definitely, and I don't think he was still healthy there,
1: right? Because I think remember when people were really surprised. I think when one of the depth charts came out and Chubb was ahead of Heinrich, yep, behind Jeff Sims, but then he must have got hurt in between there. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I, I I don't really pay a lot of attention to that, but I do remember being a, it being a, you know, top. Well, you're of normally conversation.
2: not, you know, that locked in on the third string possible second you're not even thinking that far at that point in the season you're not that locked in but I know he's definitely kind of up and down banged up They're just trying everything they could to get him healthy
1: right and I think that when the first main depth chart came out I think going into Minnesota I think he was he was number two and people were I think were a little shocked because Heinrich Herberg had been talked about all spring Mm -hmm. all training camp and then Chubb was number two and then he must have got hurt in between you know whenever that happened so I think it's more or less circumstances for him but to be honest with you um you know if you're thinking about this Harrison it's kind of like uh I guess I can you know I always try to compare it if I have somewhat of a personal situation I feel like you can talk more freely about it it's like so my first my rookie year the first like nine weeks I was inactive so inactive is you obviously I'm on the team I'm on the active roster you're inactive you're either Friday inactive that means you can't play Mm mm-hmm or you're a Sunday game day inactive, which is four. Now they changed the rules. They have got more guys and stuff like that. So I was inactive the first nine weeks. Nine, right? Next thing you know, I mean, and that was, I wasn't fine with it, but I understood. I made the team because they didn't expect me to be there in the draft. I was too good, you know, where they felt like I was too good to be on the practice squad. I got picked up. So they, I was an extra, they kept me on the roster, but, we were really deep at linebacker. Mm-hmm. Starters, we had pro bowlers. And then backups, we had great special teams guy. And we had a guy named Marlo Perry that was a special teams guy, our third down linebacker. And he could play all four linebackers in a 3-4. Three, three, <laughs> so, Jay Foreman was chilling. Yeah. Well, Marlo got hurt. And a guy named Dan Brandenburg got hurt. Actually, it was more important that Dan Brandenburg got hurt. High ankle sprain. Next thing you know, I get I'm up. Right? That means I'm active. Well, go a couple games. Next thing you know, we're down in Tampa. You know, I'm just playing special teams. You know, a goal was to make a tackler to a game. Next thing you know, Sam Cowart gets hurt. Well, guess who goes from 10 plays a game <laughs> to 60? Yours truly. But here's the thing that is kind of comparable to Chuba. right? If nothing would have happened, or if I would have been just playing special teams, it would have just been Groundhog's Day. Well, I went on a, I went on a heater. There. Okay. Your boy racked up like 70 tackles in like four games. I mean, fresh legs like a mug. You couldn't tell me that I wasn't like Ray Lewis or something. You know what I'm saying? But reality was, Harrison, they had tired legs, and I was fresh as all (laughs) get-out. Cleaning up. Even in the snow. We played a game against the Patriots in the snow. I had like 25 tackles. First of all, because I'm slew-footed, and I played my whole life in the snow. Yeah, You know what I mean? In high school. I'm running, it didn't touch the ground at all, right? Knew how to, you know, contort your body or whatever. Well, that lasting impression, bowled over into the next year and gave me a 50-50 chance to go into training camp to compete for a real spot, which I mean is you're on the game day active mm-hmm. roster every day. So the circumstances was, we were too deep at the beginning of the season. Circumstances with, with Chubba, they had a starter, or two, just say those two. He was banged up, wasn't able to kinda get going. And then like me, you get the opportunity for that little snapshot towards the end of the season, and then you get to go into the offseason with a realistic conversation. The conversation I went in and talked to, the GM, Wade Phillips, and Ted Katrell, who was a defensive coordinator, is a lot different. was a lot different than if I just had been on a special teams guy. I'm sure the conversation about Chuba and with him is a lot different than it was if he never got to play this year. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. So I think it's it's actually in some ways for him and the team, I think it could work out if if taken advantage of on both, I guess both sides or whatever. If takes the next step and reaches his potential, it's great. And all you needed is two games to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's great for the team. It puts less pressure on having to go out and get a you know quarterback or maybe you beat out some dude they bring in.
2: That's what I think the route they'll go, but that's just good to have a guy like Purdy in there that, you know, whoever you bring in, you're definitely not leaving Purdy out of the equation. It's like, it's going to be a competition. He's
1: probably earned some trust. more trust, I think. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and obviously the, you need more experience, but everybody was an inexperienced player. I think also some people, obviously you have every right to be frustrated in the game like that. But you have to, listen, the J Foreman that rolled out there as a redshirt freshman or a rookie, in that situation, is not the one that ended his career. The Jason Peter that was a freshman, it was not the Grant Wishram. I was roommates with Grant Wishram. He wasn't even close to the dude that we seen get went number six. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be make sure that you kind of I always say you know take a pause for the cause. But then also you have to make sure you also understand the intensity, the pressure, and the and and the expectations of playing here as well. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it's all good. I think it's kind of a good starting point, you know, for the season. Um, Obviously, I'd like them still to be practicing or whatever. um, But then also you got to say, okay, well, let's see what you do and go out there and do it, right? Mm -hmm. you got to feel confident that they've been able to go out and and touch and reach a lot of people, right? They've definitely been active. And so now with maybe a little bit more confidence and things that they can show that they've done in a positive light, they can do some more things versus going kind of on a, you know, that first year you come in, you're kind of you're spinning your wheels a little bit, trying to get a landscape of Nebraska, trying to recruit a whole new area, putting your staff together, being able to do it now, maybe give them a little bit more um, uh, leeway and obviously more credibility. So um, onward and upward. And uh, just like that, we're going to go to a break that quick. Um, Jay Foreman, Advanced Medical Imaging, Inside the Huddle. We'll be right back.